Welcome to Between Sundays. I'm Tyler, and I have a vision that we'd be a pod set apart from the rest. Today, we're talking about whether we're doomed to fail in the blessing game, and Barry's here to tell us how the game has changed. But before we unite in heart and mind, now that they've unleashed their own blessing on this world, let's welcome in our favorite cheerful givers, Marin and Barry. Good day, guys. Good day. Good day. Hilarious. Un- Hilarious givers. Unleashing that blessing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, hey, it's been a while. Happy Thanksgiving. Took a week man. off. Yep. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's in the rear view. We are full on Christmas. <laughs> it's Christmas the time. The lobby and the auditorium are being designed or wait, decorated, decorated as we yes. speak. Spoiler right. alert. It's happening. Well, <laughs> there will Spo- be some twinkle there will lights. Be, there will be some trees. There will be. And I saw a sleigh. I'm a little concerned. <laughs> Whoa. It's non religious paraphernalia. <laughs> um,. It's just a means of transportation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't see any like Santa on it or anything. Mm-hmm. It was just a straight up nope. sleigh. bells ring. Yep. All right. All right. Guys. Are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> How in the world are you? I'm great. How are you guys? Go first, Barry. I don't need to go first. <laughs> What's you new? go first, Marin. What's new with you? I'm tired, y'all. I'm just tired. Or I had tired. a great Thanksgiving. Here. <laughs> I am here. I had a great Thanksgiving. Oh, it good. Was, it was a lot. What happened? I got to go to North Carolina to see my two sisters oh. and they're, uh, let's see, they've got four kids each. So it was you just, know, I've known you very busy. for like five years, just about we're in season six of the pod. So yeah, a little over five, about five. And I didn't know you had so many, so many nieces and nephews. Oh yeah. I thought you had like two, a whole litter. Is you got what a I whole have. bunch. <laughs> yeah. 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 You posted some pictures over the weekend and I was like, Where'd all those, who so are those many. kids? Eight kids. I Eight kids blonde, running around. I knew that blonde girl. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're like all blonde. It's yeah. so funny. Yeah. It's so so funny. tell us about it. How was it? What, what, how are they doing? It was great. The trip down there was wonderful. We listened to nine hours of nonstop music. Yeah. It wow. was entertaining. Who it was is beautiful. that torture for? Nobody, I don't think. Everybody's into it. Yeah. I. You know what? I, I was trying to process it today because we got home late last night and uh-huh. we did the same thing on the drive home. We did nine. <laughs> like someone trying to sleep and they're like, turn off the music. music. You guys are just singing nonstop. Yeah. Was, it you oh. that, was it you that posted the video of everybody singing together? Yes, in perfect three-part harmony because that's our family. That's what we do. Um, <laughs> we pass the phone around I'm and myself we, with a machete <laughs> and then I will die. We take turns like adding songs to the queue, right? So yeah. like. Jed picks a song. Desi picks a song. We just p- pass the phone I'm around. I'm concerned Jed doesn't get to pick a song. No, he does get to pick a song. Okay. But like when I'm driving, he gets to go ahead and pick a song. But like when he's driving, he has to like think of one and then tell me what to look yeah. up. You know all what right. I mean? But Hands it's free, it's, Tyler. It's yeah. all over the map. Like yeah. everything from, you know, Christian CCM worship music to black gospel to metal to yeah. rap, like you name it. If you can name a genre, we listened to it. <laughs> it is. During our it is. I've, I've done this solid with you. 18 hours of driving. I've, I've participated in such an activity with you <laughs> and the pr- it is a pressure cooker <laughs> because you do not want to be the weak link of like decision-making. It's like picking a lame up? song or oh, what's next no. up in the queue. And it's like Chumbawamba. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, who chose this? Well, then like we up the ante sometimes we'll do themes like, okay, the next song you pick has to have like the word thanks in it or, or something like that yeah. for Thanksgiving or Jaden and I get super nerdy with it. If we can pick a song that's in the same key as the song we are listening to now, <laughs> mega points. That, no, is it's anyone so allowed to just chill out? I mean, it, when- <laughs> Can when, someone read a book or like- <laughs> Jed, Jed tapped out for like- Three rounds. Yeah. He just took like a quick cat nap. <laughs> yeah, let me set but this the, one out. The music doesn't stop. The music yeah, kept going. Like, he just, hey, he quit. tapped out. What's your top four favorite songs with the word thanks in it? Like, I don't know. I just want to sit in the backseat and not be spoken to. Yeah. Sometimes that's Trying to Desi. fall asleep and all you hear is like, somebody. <laughs> that was that on your, was that on your playlist? Yeah. No, no. But the trip down there, I did something I always wanted to do. I've never done this before. I actually kept a record of every song that was chosen, the artist who sings that song and who it was that chose that song. Wow. For nine hours to like judge. No, like, just to like have it because these are, are my just, favorite things. These family like road trips spreadsheet? are the best. You, no, I didn't do it on the way home, just uh-huh. the way down there. And again, like the things that my kids will pick are so far out of left field. Sometimes uh-huh. it's yeah. just hilarious and entertaining and okay. I love it. Yeah. And they sing. They sing yes. together yeah. in the back seat. That's great. Like I turned around yesterday. That's the dream. I said, do you ever just wow yourselves with like how good your harmonies sound? And Desi's like, I will never sing in front of She's you like, again. Sometimes, sometimes I do. 
<laughs> Sometimes I wow yeah, myself. She was knitting the entire time. Yeah. Wow. All, what did she all make 18 it? hours. I, nothing. She's just finger knitting. She's just knitting to knit. And then she's going to take that and knit something else with the thing that she knitted. All right. You're skipping over. You're, you, you buried the lead. <laughs> no, I'm just talking about my most exciting thing. You buried the lead of your trip, which you would know if you followed Desi on social media. <laughs> Is this about the difference between what she posted and what Jed posted? Yes. Yes. Can I, I was going right. to say the same thing because Jed posted this really beautiful scenic video of him by like a waterfall. Desi posted something different. Tyler, you want to? Yeah. So is South Carolina? North, North Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah. Jed is like selfie in himself. He's clearly by running water. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, go ahead, North Carolina. Show off. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And that's all it is. That's all it and then is. Then Desi posts a picture a video of Jed stepping out of the river. Yeah. Soaking wet in his jeans. Soaking wet in his jeans. Yeah. So he he, uh, fell into the river. How is this not mentioned in the first 30 seconds of this podcast? He had a mishap. I was not there. (laughs) I wasn't there because I was cooking for two straight days with eight children at my feet who all wanted to help and participate. (laughs) So I was, I was homebound. I did not get to go on any family hikes, which is a bit of a bummer. But next time, so Jed and Desi <laughs> and Jaden went hiking. They went to some waterfall. And they each had some very different takeaways. They from did. That experience. <laughs> they did. Jaden was looking for native plants. I don't know what Desi was doing, but I know she was waiting for her dad to fall in the river, I guess. You're not thinking as well as you used to. <laughs> guess not. He he said that he had his phone in his hand for one. Wow. That's mm. like the real miracle of, of this event. Yeah. But he was going like from wet rock oh, yeah. to wet rock. I've been there. And when his left foot came down, <laughs> it like immediately flew up over his head backwards. So he actually did a backwards somersault into the icy cold river. Yeah. With, he partied hard. With, <laughs> with cell phone in hand. See, yeah. That's what happens. They're you, waterproof now, though. It's fine. That's, he yeah. said it went underwater, but he said <laughs> he like held it really tightly next to his leg. You oh, know, yeah. like the water Create tight a seal. Vacuum seal. <laughs> his leg and hand. <laughs> oh. But the, the, the phone survived. He survived. Wow. My poor son was like terrified because he is his mother's yeah. son. The video so is of Jaden just standing there with his mouth like <laughs> wide open and his hand covering shock. and his dad stepping out of the he water. He was in shock. He said he, he had hypothermia. Or he something? immediately thought if my dad can't move, like if my dad is injured, I can't carry him out of these woods. Oh, wow. that's where Jaden's head went. So and Desi's was like, hold on, hold on. Yeah. I'm going to get a video. <laughs> yeah. The moral of the story here, ladies and gentlemen, is stay on the path. Oh man. Stay, stay on no the path. Way. On the path. You wouldn't stay have, you wouldn't have cool path. stories to share if you stayed on the well, path. Well, you know we, wait, I, I, I did go on one family hike. Oh. It's the one where you saw all the pictures of the cousins, right? Like every yes. blonde kid yes. in a row on a bridge. Yes. So we, we went on a very gentle hike mm. that toddlers could survive. Yes. Right. And we're, we're, we're moving along. That's my kind of hike. I think it was the... Linville Falls Viaduct or something. Mm. Some friends of the pod out there probably know what I'm talking about, but it's like a wider path. And there was like this, I don't know what else to call her, but like a trail angel. She was like a trail angel. A trail angel. I think maybe she was a volunteer, but she had these like piercing icy blue eyes. She was absolutely stunning. Older lady. Like an elf? Like a trail angel. (laughs) Okay. Um, And she came up to us for no other reason than to say, you guys are doing a great job. Oh, staying on the path. Wow. Oh, we are out here today encouraging people to stay on oh. the path. And then she talked about like all of the endangered species that grow and at Jade that sp- altitude. She talked about Kindred the spirit. Appalachian cottontail that wow. is endangered. She what talked is that? about the Carolina flying squirrel that oh. is endangered. And then there's some other kind of lichen that is being like threatened by the hands of human beings climbing rocks. Jed threatened. Stay on the path. <laughs> threatened lichen is one of my favorite bands. <laughs> um, all right. So correct me if I'm wrong. Last time the Gaffrens visited a river, Jed also fell in. No, he didn't fall in. He, he chose opted to get in, in, but then fully clothed. And then, then the cops came. Forced out. Yes. <laughs> the cops came. Yeah. Jed has never been one to stay on the path. <laughs> And it causes my anxious the heart. The amount of social media posts so of Jed standing fully clothed, soaking wet. <laughs> it's too many. 
too many. Each time secretly shot by a, a, a daughter. Yeah. I was just thinking it was the funniest oh, thing in the world. But it was a great time. I got to lead worship with both my sisters oh, cool. yesterday. And both my sisters um, attend the same church. Their husbands are pastors at that yeah. same little mountain church. So it was just really awesome for us to be able to sing together. We have not had a Thanksgiving together since our mom's last Thanksgiving mm-hmm. here on earth in 2019. So wow, it was really, really special for the three of us to be together. Yeah. That's great. That's I'm glad you're back, but yeah. I'm glad you had a great time. So much food, man. So, so much. That's awesome. Much food. Yeah. What were you responsible for making? I made stuffing. I made uh green bean casserole from scratch because there is no other way. I made <laughs> a spatchcocked buttermilk brined hey! turkey and I made two apple pies and two pumpkin pies. Wow. That no wonder you were in there Where for Where was days. everyone else? Ooh, and a lasagna. <laughs> where traditional Thanksgiving lasagna? <laughs> How come no one saw this and was like, hey, I'll help? Okay. My sisters and I, my sisters and I started working on like a group shopping list before I went down there. And we we kept trying to decide like who's going to do what. Mm -hmm. My brother-in-law, who's the senior pastor of their church in the mountains, Mm -hmm. um, he's a phenomenal cook. And I love when I get to cook with him. Where is he? When our powers combine, the food is amazing. So my sisters are putting this list together. He is not putting this list together. He's probably working on a message or something, but we are putting this list together and my sisters are like, okay, I'll make the stuffing. And I see like a box of stovetop. Ooh, just let it be. No, let no, it Tyler. Be. No, I'm like, I, I'll, I can make that. Pick your battles. I'll make it. So I stopped at Panera and I got like a French country loaf and I got a sourdough loaf and I ripped them so that they were nice and craggly. And I put like 18 pounds of butter in it. It was good. And then like the green bean casserole, there's like a well, can yeah. of cream of mushroom soup. And I'm like, hmm. What's wrong with that? I could make that. Oh, come on. She creamed her own mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> that is why. Like right, I well, do the most because you, you, I want to eat. I want to eat really well. Yeah. My brother-in-law made. Um, so there were three turkeys represented. A, a church congregant gave my brother-in-law a deep fried turkey. Okay. It was his first time ever having, my brother-in-law had never had a deep fried turkey. Those are dangerous. I, they are very dangerous as well. Never deep yeah. fried turkey. <laughs> I made the uh, buttermilk brined turkey and then my brother-in-law deboned a turkey and he rolled it like into a no, turkey no, no, roll. No, no. He took every bone out of that I turkey. I don't support that. I thought that was amazing. No. Like the knife work, the skill to debone an it's, entire it's turkey. It's weird. No. Yeah. It, you know it who was else good. debones their turkey? Get go when they give you the uh, <laughs> turkey wrap, the Thanksgiving wrap. With okay, like- you're you're on to something because my mom used to buy like a turkey. <laughs> my mom used to buy like a. My mom did not cook at all, not at all, and she used to buy a, a turkey loaf like from Aldi. Yeah. Mm. And my sisters were like, "This tastes like mom's turkey." Loaf. <laughs> See, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, oh, but man. he he made mashed potatoes. All he right. made the sweet potato casserole. Like there was just so yeah. much food. All right. I just wanted to make sure we got through the Jed and fell in the river part. Thank so. you. Thank <laughs> you for go. making sure we got that. Barry, what's new with you? Uh, you know, you got a new the, pig. Oh yeah. Can what we did we, about that? How many did we have last time? We you talked? had one new pig. Okay. We did. I did talk about this last time. We were thinking about adopting another, and we did. So we now have two baby potbelly pigs. So what what is that like? Having two babies. I mean, baby it's pigs. awesome. Because last so we left cute. it, the first baby was not yes. accepted. She wasn't really doing well with the rest of the herd. And she was super skittish of us. And it was like yeah. very slow going, building mm-hmm. trust. Uh, our prediction was if we got another baby, if we adopted a boy, a little Poe, which we did, that they would start bonding together. They would cuddle together, keep each other warm. And Poe being- hooves. Yep. And Poe being very friendly would teach her not to be so afraid of humans. And all of those things were true. Mm. It's- Really remarkable how quickly really uh, puddles is now open to belly rubs. Like it's awesome. So, puddles and Poe, P- Poe and puddles. Yep, uh, they are extremely cute. And now, are just, these names they came to you with? No, we named both of them. Oh, so, so beans is, and cornbread. They already had they their names. Came with these the names. guys. <laughs> see, Oinking Acres has, like I said last time, they have all these babies, and so they haven't named them all. They're just like, yeah. So we. <laughs> We're just kind of, we got to name him. Actually, uh, Steve Apple was the one who named Poe because he's like, that looks like, uh, looks like Poe from Kung Fu Panda. Mm. And we're like, all right, Poe, Poe it is. All right. And, so anyway. and Puddles. Puddles we just named because we thought that was a cute name. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Uh, anyway, it's blast. We're having a great time. And they're, they're so, they're just so cute. And 
yeah, they're, they're both much more comfortable with us now. Good. And they're beginning to integrate with the herd a little bit. The herd is less worked up about these new interlopers. They're more yeah. just like, oh yeah, you guys are here. Yeah. Get yeah. off my food, but, but it's okay to be here. So, yeah. um, the other new thing though is, is, uh, Henry, my nephew is getting to the point. He's like three and a half now where he's starting to really have an imagination. Yeah. And, and so we, at Thanksgiving dinner, uh, after dinner, we were all hanging out and we tried something which I've been like dreaming of doing with my nephews and and nieces <laughs> for my whole life. And it's finally happening, which is telling stories together where I'll say, <laughs> I'll say once upon a time in the forest, there was a, and he'll go like, uh, shark. And I was like a shark in the forest and the, sh- <laughs> and then yeah. I'll start telling the story and I'll be like, but he came across one day. Well, it was a big, and he'll be like, turtle. And so then it's like, and the shark's name yeah. was Henry and the other one's name was Henry. Oh, they're both named Henry. Yeah. And so it was really, but telling those stories and like, it was so, so cute and so fun. Cause I love that. I love like the improv mm-hmm. where I've got to like on a dime, yeah. keep the story going with yeah. what he comes up with. But it was so funny because at some point he started getting into the story and he was like, really wanting to know what was going to happen. So I'd be like, and so that's when, uh, they, what they saw was, and he was like, what did they see, Barry? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I love it. Yeah. It was so cute. Anyway, it was, it. it was really fun yeah. kind of coming to a new, uh, a new sort of phase in that yeah, relationship. Milestone. And then Piper, my niece, uh, is now at the point where she seems to really have a thing for me. Like I'll, I'll like hold her and she'll just like cuddle up into my shoulder. It's so cute. I love that. And now I have another niece on the other side. Carly, oh, yeah. Carly had her baby. And so a uh, little page PJ page, Jane Pratt is here and we got to pass her around all Thanksgiving at our house. It was, it was lovely. Great. So That's nieces awesome. and Babies. nephews, yeah. they're all over the place. Yeah. So, and, cool. and pigs, baby pigs. And they all start with P page, Piper, Poe, <laughs> Puddles, Henry. <laughs> and did you guys, what did you guys make for Thanksgiving? Did you, were you uh, responsible for bringing things or was everything? We hosted just kinda... Thanksgiving at our house. It was mostly, well, Liv made like a, like a Satan beef Wellington thing, which mm. was good little different, but a lot of the traditional stuff. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. my, my dad and Liv and my sister made a ton of other stuff and they made the best Brussels sprouts ever, like, like roasted Brussels sprouts, but they were like shaved and mixed with like Parmesan. It was so good. So good. And yeah, it was just great food all around. I feel like your dad and Liv in the kitchen would be yeah. like a dream meal of mine. Oh yeah. If we could oh yeah. They're both happen. like big time into They're like incredible. gourmet cooking and yeah. all that. So what about you, Tyler? What's new? Uh, we, I, I'm interested to hear what you guys think about this. We crossed like a cultural, uh, we, maybe we went backwards. We went backwards in the cultural, like celebratory celebration of Christmas. Like we, for <laughs> what? I know what you're going to say. <laughs> and you did not go backwards. You made the right choice. We, um, so growing up, I always had a fake tree, fake Christmas tree. Yeah. And I, I never thought anything about it. Whatever we would rarely spend our Christmases in Indiana. We'd always go to Florida. So sure. whether we had, a, we, sometimes we didn't even have a tree. So that meant very little to me, whether we had a real tree or fake tree. Right. Lauren, my wife grew up with a real tree every year of her life. And going to get it was the big, yeah, ritual. going to get it was the big yeah, you've thing. You shared that story until yesterday. Oh, <clears throat> yesterday we decided we're going to cross the, line <laughs> into fake Christmas tree land. Wow. And so we got a fake Christmas tree pre-lit. Whoa. Wow. I don't even Whoa. have to put lights on it. That's amazing. Did you at least go to like the same place to buy it or? She brought it home. Whoa. She brought a box home. So you did not <clears throat> do the traditional no. Sullivan's train ride no. cocoa thing. No, oh. we did not do that. The main reason is because Christmas trees are like $200. I know. Now. <laughs> yeah. All right. So whether you get a fake one or a real one, it's like you're paying the same thing. Yeah. And instead of paying the same thing every year, mm-hmm. we're going to pay the same thing once. Uh, but it, you know, I kind of got, I kind of got attached to these, <laughs> these new rituals, these rituals yeah. that I never had. And, uh, Did I was at least assemble the tree. I got to assemble it by myself, <laughs> but you just assemble it, plug it in and yeah, it's on. Like yeah. it, that's, that's what it and is. It's perfectly tapered. It stands up tall. Yeah, yeah. it's never it gonna doesn't droop. drop its needles. No. It saves you money hand over fist yeah. year so after year. It. I am all for it. All right, good. Jed is not for it. Oh, he's not. I am. I am all for it. I bought a really nice one at a yard sale the first summer I ever lived mm-hmm. here in Central Indiana. Like this is it. This is our tree henceforth. <laughs> and I just get a really nice like 
Yankee candle. I spend like 20 bucks on a Yankee candle instead yeah. of however many bucks on a really nice Christmas tree. And our house smells of evergreen. Oh, it glows of the light and warmth of our yeah. Lord. And <laughs> it does and what it's supposed to and do. I'm just, and I'm just picturing Jaden in this like moral quandary of like <laughs> picturing like indigenous trees being chopped down versus like, yeah. like a uh, petrochemical yeah. oil made yeah. plastic that's going to last for 2000 years. A, like it's a real conundrum, but no, I, I am, I am on team fake Christmas tree. Okay, well, I already, I saw your wife's Instagram post all right. and I already comforted say? her this morning. Is she morning. okay? She I was, was like, positive. You're, you're she on said the right, right path. All right. You're on the right path. Yeah. Well, you know what, path. you know what I saw, which makes me very interested. I saw something on like TikTok or something of somebody has a, a tree that like using a remote control automatically yeah, it like, unfolds. unfolds and, yeah. and goes rad. back into like a little If I could package. have like a mid-century modern aluminum Christmas tree, aluminum. I totally would. So we open the box and it comes in three parts, the base, the middle, and the top. Uh-huh. <clears throat> you pull out one part and Milo goes, oh, that's it? <laughs> I'm like, no, it's, li- just wait. There's yeah. two more parts. So <laughs> stick those on there and he's like, that's not a tree. And I was like, well, it's a fake tree this year. And he's like, oh. So he's bummed. Okay, he's not going to be bummed when you come home tonight with a Yankee candle smelling of evergreen. (laughs) And the Lord's Lord's presence, the Lord's light. (laughs) All right, so that's what we're doing. That's new. All right. Well, Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Speaking of Christmas, um, we've got a couple announcements. Pre-sermon talk, we've got a couple announcements. Number one, download the Grace Church app because we've got an Advent devotional, Mm. which... I wrote this and I got to tell you, I learned a lot about Advent while writing <laughs> oh, <yeah>. it. <laughs> like there, it was, it was a process of like, Oh yeah, I can do this. No problem. And then turns out there's like centuries of history yeah, that yeah. I need, that I probably would have benefited from As knowing. As luck would have it. There yeah, are yeah. centuries of history. Yeah. So I needed, uh, yeah, I did a deep dive <laughs> on Advent and, uh, please download the app and, Participate. Did either of you <laughs> grow up it. with the tradition of Advent? No. I didn't grow up with it, but I grew into it. No. My family, my kids went to a Lutheran school, mm. and so they're big into the Advent calendar, Advent yeah. season, yeah. purple candle, white candles. My kids know Advent songs, yeah. light one candle for peace. Like, it was a big I, part. I, I never even I heard know no, what you guys made that up. one candle for peace. No. That was but, on your uh, trip. <laughs> we did. We did sing that. No, we did. We sang it because the first one came last night and I was like, Ooh, Advent. And that's, that's when we sang it. Okay. We had an Advent calendar. Only thing I ever got from Chocolate. it was that you got a piece of candy every yeah. day. That's all I had. Yeah. Yeah. We, I didn't know there was anything. I was just We had like, a small enough church to where like families would be able to light the candle. And it was like a big, big thing for like the Gaffron family to light oh, the candle oh. of hope. We are the wow. Gaffrons and we light the we candle. light candles together. <laughs> um, yeah. So I didn't participate in any of that. And so I was like, yeah, I, I did the hope month devotional or the prayer thing every day during hope month. And I was, and I was like, yeah, I'll do that again. No problem. And it, you have to think, about it. Like it, 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 there's like a sequence of how this has to go. And I was way out. Yeah. So I was working, I was working on it last (laughs) week and, uh, please download it (laughs) and use it. Um, so that's announcement. Number one, download the grace church app. Announcement. Number two is we're getting ready for Christmas Eve. Mm. And, uh, we've got, if you are a part of grace church, there's double announcements. Announcement. Number one is December 23, 24, We've got Christmas Eve services on the 23rd. It's at 7 p.m. So come on the 23rd. If you're going to be out of town on the 24th, come on the 23rd, uh, 7 p.m. 24th will be at 2 o'clock, 4 o'clock, and 6 o'clock p.m. And the 2 o'clock service is uh, what we're calling or what's called the lights up and sound down service. Last year, we referred to that as sensory friendly, but we're to be a little bit more easy to understand what we mean by that. Lights up, sound down. Lights up, sound down. So if you or anybody you know would prefer like... Uh, more accessible service that is that is for you at two o'clock, um, and then the other announcement for members of Grace, Marin, you're looking for uh, a little help this this Christmas Eve. I am. We're having a Christmas Eve choir. I've already got. I I, I, I was hoping for somewhere between like fifty to sixty people. I've already got thirty two of those Woo-hoo. slots filled. So, uh, dear listener, if you what if we get like a hundred? Or your family. She said last time, bring them on. We'll make it work. Right? That's what we do. 
but yeah, right. you, your family, this is a really great opportunity yeah. to be part of the service. Um, all services. All all services if you can. Now there are, yeah. you know, some people who can only make two or three of them and can't yeah. make all four of them, but uh, rehearsals start, I want to say next Monday. So shoot me an email, Marin G at gracechurch.us. Yeah. If you or anyone in your family or all of you want to be part of this year's Christmas Eve go. choir. All right. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a lot to keep track of. That's why I wanted to bring it up because we we talk about Christmas Eve and there's all kinds of things going on all at once right now. And I feel like the more we can talk about when you need to pay attention to different things, the better. So that's it. So let's get into wrapping up our Thanksgiving service sure. series. Um, Barry, you gave the message this past weekend. I did. And it concluded our Thanksgiving series. And so can you kind of tell us a little bit about what the big idea was so that people who have not heard it yet or people that want to revisit it uh, will understand what the big idea you wanted them to walk away with was? Yeah. So the big idea for this particular message was essentially the big idea for all of the messages, which is that our generosity will show the world that there's another way to live. That That's kind of the big, that's kind of the bottom line of what generosity is all about in scripture. But what I did in this message was sort of we, we've looked at this whole sweep of scripture, the whole narrative of how, what God's intentions were for the people of Israel through the law and what we saw through the prophets and what we saw in the teachings of Jesus, which were connected to all that other stuff. And then this week we looked at what happened to the followers of Jesus, like what happened in the early church. And so mm-hmm. uh, essentially <clears throat> we looked at Acts 2 uh, from verses 42 and on, and then a little bit in Acts 4, and we see a couple moments where this vision of a generous people that represent the heart of God for the world is coming alive and people are sitting up and taking notice and joining this movement. And it's this beautiful culmination of all the stuff that we talked about through this series. And so uh, I just kind of wanted to bring attention to that and then kind of wrap it up by, by giving some practical thoughts about how to be intentional and how to, how to, if, if we desire to be that, that kind of a person, how do we move forward? If we want to be part of this generous community. So yeah, uh, yeah, that's the, I'm, trying to keep it a lot shorter since last time, <laughs> last time you gave me, a, your gave head. Me, you gave me a hard time. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So we've talked about this every week, but, um, you, you talked about it every week in your sermons, you alluded to it, that the message of generosity can get twisted or it has gotten twisted yeah. in church culture before it's been abused. And you said that the message of generosity and blessing is not for our own personal enrichment. Right but it's for the world being transformed. And so I wanted to give you an opportunity to once again, expand on that thought mm-hmm. of, of how, what we were talking about is not what maybe uh, people would expect yeah. uh, a church to talk about. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the things that I, the, the thing that makes me feel like awkward going into this topic is that it seems pretty clear in scripture that there is a relationship between our generosity and the well being of our lives or the, yeah. or how like the, the quality of our lives and puts very simply, if you give and are generous, God will bless you. That that's like all over the Bible. And what makes me uncomfortable about that is the way that people have taken that to say, so you need to give money to me in the, in the church or whatever, so that you can get rich. So you can have a better life. Or so you can yeah. have a better life. Remember the whole prayer of Jabez Yes. trend? Do you remember that? Oh yeah. My mom, yeah. my mom went hard on really? prayer of Jabez. Yeah. We got, <laughs> we had prayer of Jabez keychains. Yeah. Yeah. Necklaces, so, all kinds of stuff. Friends of the pot. If you're not familiar with what that is, oh, why don't you guys describe it? What do you, what do you remember? Um, well, I remember that it was essentially, um, a very widespread prosperity gospel, uh, mm-hmm. that the prayer of Jabez was something to the effect of expand my territory, right? Expand my territory and that it's okay. Christian, you can pray that. And didn't it kind of culminate with like the year of Jubilee or what they thought the year <laughs> yeah. of Jubilee was going to be? Cause that remember. was also yeah. widespread in, yeah. especially in the Pentecostal circles that yeah, I yeah, was yeah. growing up in. And Again, it was just used to say, give me more. That was right, the prayer. Right. Expand, Expand my, my territory, territory. Give me more. And for me as a teenager at the time, it was like one of my, maybe not first, sadly, I had others before that, but it was one of those moments of like, is any of this real? Mm. It gave me such a deep, like sinking feeling of this is not genuine. And my right. skepticism just like kind of ran rampant mm. during that time. And a lot of it had to do with what I was hearing surrounding yeah. the prayer of Jabez. Yeah. And I, I'm positive that, that the people who originally like wrote the book about it or whatever, were not trying to perpetuate necessarily some of that, but what, yeah, what it became, I remember is just this like, 
it's like almost a tacit endorsement. God wants you to pursue wealth and mm-hmm. success and riches and it's okay. Cause he wants to give it to you. And that, that I agree. Yeah. I, it was very jarring for me. Do you remember it, Tyler? All I remember is I was working at Moody bookstore <laughs> and we <laughs> couldn't keep it on the shelf. Right. Right. And then all of a sudden it was like, it was like prayer of Jabez land. It was yeah. any, any consumer item you could think of had prayer of Jabez stamped on it. That's right. all I remember. I never read it. I don't, my Mugs, mom had Bible covers. Yeah. My mom had every single thing of prayer of Jabez. And I, I don't, I couldn't tell you what it said. Mm. Right. But so all that to say, all, all that to say, that's just one example of ways that the concept of God desiring to bless us has turned into a twisting of what I think scripture is actually saying, which mm. is God's blessing has far more to do than with far more to do with healing the world and making things right and having God's presence among you than it does with making you rich and successful and wealthy. Even though there is a component of God's blessing that can indeed work its way out to actually God coming through for you and caring for practical needs and, and giving you abundance. But that the point is not the wealth. The point is God's presence. Yeah. And often that takes very different forms. Yeah. Like satisfaction with what you have and yeah. uh, the ability to uh, come through for and supply the needs of, uh, of another. Like mm. that's different than making me rich. And mm. so anyway, yeah. all that to say, I, I wanted to kind of walk that tightrope of saying like, this is all real. It actually, this is a promise in scripture over and over again. We see it. This is how it works. However, it's been misused in the church yeah. and I wanted to be careful to acknowledge that. So, yeah. And you, um, you kind of walked us through the, the whole series in your sermon. Um, but you said this went, this started with Moses and it went through the entire Bible. Like yeah. the themes kept coming up over yeah. and over and over again. And then Jesus came, um, and yeah, it, it, it's all through the, it's all through the, the story of the Bible. So, and then you asked the question. So then now the question is, is this even possible? And then you pointed us to acts two to show us that it yeah. is possible I believe to it live is. in a way that is showing the world that there's a, there's another way or a better way to live. Right. And it is because the, like you, you mentioned it in the intro, the game has changed. Yeah. What I mean by that is we now have the Holy spirit, which the, the Israelites did not have the Holy spirit living within them in the, in the way that Christ followers do. And so I think it's significant that the moment after Pentecost happens, when the Holy Spirit's given to the disciples, the moment after that, we read in Acts that they began to, as a community, live into this vision of sharing what they had with one another, meeting one another's needs, giving generously, being open. And, uh, and as a result, the people on the outside looking in we're like, I want some of that, that whatever's going yeah. on there, I want to be a mm. part of it. And, and led to many, many people joining the church, not mm. just because of the generosity, obviously because of the, what the miracles that were happening and the transformation and the love, but the generosity was a significant part of what led people to want to join this movement. So yeah. what I kind of said was, look, if this was possible for them, we are still a part of that same community today. We're still mm. Christ followers. We're still the church. It's possible for us. Yeah even though it seems a little hard to imagine. And then you talked about how you were surprised or God surprised you with all these threads being tied together in one place. And so can you talk a little bit or expand a little bit about what you meant by that? For sure. When I set out to do this sermon, I was expecting to preach from second Corinthians because in second Corinthians, Paul is talking specifically to the church in Corinth about generosity. He's encouraging them to give generously. And I thought for sure, that's what we would go to for this. And maybe I'd make a passing reference to acts two. But when I revisited acts two and acts four, I was like, whoa, whoa, there's, (laughs) there's the idea of, of giving generously to make sure the people of God can worship and grow. There's the thread of caring for the vulnerable. There's the thread of, uh, God blessing, God's blessing being poured out on the people. And as a result of this generosity, and there's yeah. the thread of the people on the outside looking in, wanting to be a part of it. Those are all threads that I've been talking about this whole series. And all of a sudden they're all coming to fruition right here. And I, I kind of had a, one of those moments where I was like, all right, I'm going to reference second Corinthians, but this message is about acts too. Oh. It, it really, I, I, t- I had to change yeah. the, the direction just because that really clicked into place for me. Yeah. It was cool. Um, the idea of generosity sounds good until I get to the part where everyone's so divided and splintered culturally, like mm. politically, socially, spiritually. Like if I tell somebody, Hey man, you should consider being generous and sharing and taking what you have and share it with other people. 
it will somebody might be like, yeah, well that's socialism or something, you know, like <laughs> right. the, the conversation then dies culturally in 2022. It's like, be generous, take what you have and share it with other people. It's mm. like, well, mm. no, what I have I is mine. Wanna, like, you know, whatever. It. So yeah. it, 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 the conversation dies. And so, um, what's, what, how do we elevate this conversation above the muck of daily darkness that a lot of us find ourselves kind of navigating? Like, is it possible to be so divided culturally, splintered, uh, spiritually, socially, that the the conversation about generosity, how do we elevate that? And is that even possible? What do you think, Mary? I think that's exactly what we're doing here. I think that's what you've been doing um, very well, I might add, throughout this entire series. Um, it's hard for me, Tyler, because I don't, I don't know that I have people in my, in my life that would take that heart of a stance and call, you know, giving to people beyond yourself socialism. If anything, I have something similar, but maybe opposite. Like I talk about my friend all the time. One of my best friends who is like a staunch atheist, she's not a believer. And we, at one point were like in ministry together. So at one point she was like all for Mm. Jesus and Christianity. And so her her life's trajectory and the path that she's been on has been really interesting, but we have been friends through it all. And I was raising money recently um, to send over to Ukraine to help my friend uh, secure a generator and something like that. She would love to give to. Mm -hmm. I think that probably with everybody, it depends on like the cause. If it's a cause that they can get behind rally behind um, at least in what I've experienced with my friends and the people in my sphere of influence, it doesn't matter if they're Christians or not Christians. Yeah. Um, they want to be generous. Yeah. So maybe it's, it, maybe it's breaking it down for the person. Cause if you talk generosity, like everybody should be generous. We should all pool our resources together. And so that we can benefit the vulnerable and all these things. Like once you start talking big ideas, that's where I, I have run into resistance mm. of like, why would I do that? Like nobody's doing that for me, you know? Mm. Right. And so, mm-hmm. but maybe once you get on the human level, it's like, here's this, here's this particular instance. Do you have the heart to care for this person in need? Then we are more apt. To Absolutely. It's why crowdfunding is as big as it is. Mm. When yeah. you can attach a personal story and, and it's not like give to the poor, like sweeping with a, with, with a big <laughs> right, broad brush, right. you know, but if it's a family in need or a person yeah. in need, I think for most people, maybe it's easier to give to, to something like that. Yeah. Something that uh, tells a story, something that resonates with them, maybe resonates with part of their story. I don't know. I, I agree with all that. And I also think that part of our hangup is because we're so individualistic we tend to think like, all right, what's mine is mine. Yeah. And I'm going to be giving some of what I have to you. Do you deserve it? Yeah. And it's like a one-to-one mm. thing. Whereas I really see in scripture the the majority of the, of the conversation around generosity is about a community responding, a community setting aside grain in their cities so that the poor have food to eat. It, it's less about like, do you deserve it? Do I, should I give this away? It's more about, should we as a community represent mm-hmm. something? Mm-hmm. And I think even in the early church, that's what's happening. You see individuals saying it literally, it says that they're laying their gifts at the feet mm-hmm. of the apostles, right? They're mm-hmm. like selling their, their land, they're selling their stuff and they're bringing it to the apostles and being like, give it to whoever needs it. They're not judging whether or not anyone's deserving it. They're saying we as a community want to look like this. And so yeah. even while I, I agree, like there's, there's this, this, when you can humanize it, it takes away this thought of like, Oh, those, those people are not worthy or whatever. Yeah. But I also agree. I also think there's an opportunity for us as a community to say, what do we stand for? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is our value? Who do we want to be? And what's my individual part to play in that bigger yeah. picture? So I think both of those are how I kind of would respond to that. And I mean, if we're going to get that hung up on like socialism and stuff like that, I'm like, I don't know. Read acts too. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying that it's not a political, it's not yeah. a political statement whatsoever, but right. yeah, they're all given what they have yeah. <laughs> to participate in something bigger than themselves. If that's called socialism, then fine. But like, I don't think that's what we're talking about. Yeah. I think we're talking about a community so overwhelmed with the spirit's yeah. presence that they, they didn't look at anything they had as their own. Mm-hmm. They're like, this is ours. How do we as, as a community respond to what God's doing? So 
If we would have done a podcast last week, mm. I would have asked the following question. <laughs> Too bad we didn't. Well, we <laughs> didn't. So I'm not <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, all right. So ha- about half of Christians statistically believe that all church members should financially support their church. Only half of Christians believe that everybody mm-hmm. should support their church financially. More people statistically believe that Christians have a higher obligation to serve in the church than they do to give money to their church. And the number breaks down even more if, um, when you ask if people who serve should also give, right? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like, should people who serve their church also give that the number gets even smaller? People who think, yes, they should, if mm-hmm. they, if they serve, they should also give. Um, what, what do we as pastors think about that? Like, what do we think about people, people who, who serve say, this is how I'm being generous. Mm-hmm. Do we think that's what we're talking about? <laughs> what do, or do we, so if only half of Christians believe that everybody should be giving financially to the church, what do we think about that? Mm-hmm. So I, I thought about this as we were working on, as I was working on these messages, I thought about maybe I throw in something about giving of your time as well, because yeah. we consider time a resource, especially in America. And yeah. so maybe there's something to that. Um, and, and there is, there's some, like I, there's some significant conversations to be had around serving with our time and having that be a part of what we're generous with. I didn't want to muddy the waters though, because yeah. I think money and stuff has a unique role in our hearts. I mean, Jesus, Jesus said where your treasures are, there, you know, the desires of your heart will also be. He didn't yeah. say where your treasures are and also where you spend your time <laughs> is where the, tre- like he's saying, he's talking yeah. about your treasures and, yeah. and you know, uh, is it hmm. Paul or Peter? Peter says in, in one of his letters, he says, you know, money is the root of all kinds of evil. Right. Uh, there is a direct connection between our hearts and our money and our stuff. The and love so of money, love of money. Thank you. Is, is the root of many kinds of evil. So, um, all that to say, I, I think there's something uniquely important about giving. And so when it comes to the question of giving to your church, um, I, I went into it a lot in my message last weekend. Yeah, but I, that's why I, I would think, have asked it last week. Well, too bad. Yeah, again, <laughs> I I think there's something unique about about giving to a church that I see as, as vital for Christ followers because it's not just giving to some worthy cause like a nonprofit, which we should be doing. And I said yeah. that we should be supporting missionaries. We should be supporting nonprofits. We should yeah. be giving spontaneously when we come across needs in our world. All that's true, but there's something unique about the, the body of Christ coming together, pooling our resources for God's purposes. And my line that I said in that, in that message, I repeated it this past weekend is don't give to your church because we need it. Give to your church because you do. Yeah. When you're giving, when you're sharing with your church community, it transforms you. It transforms the community, which in mm-hmm. turn changes your life and changes your family. Jeff Unruh talked about this this weekend when he mm-hmm. was uh, talking about like, why do he and his his wife give to grace? And he was just like listing off the ways that his mm-hmm. own life has been transformed because of grace. Yeah. And so he sees his investment in grace financially as directly tied to like the reason why he and his yeah. wife adopted Max and, right. and they see it, he sees it directly tied to like his wife and him meeting for the first time. Like yeah. the ministries they've been involved with have transformed their lives. And he sees not only giving as leading to his own transformation, he sees that as giving to transform others. And it's this, so he's being transformed even as he's giving. So mm-hmm. all that to say, I, I still think giving to a church is a unique and vital part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what you think, Marin or, or Tyler, but that's, that's kind of where I, I think about it. I think ideally it's a both end. And I can say that because I mean, that's how I was raised. Right. I, yeah. every from, from the, I think from my first paycheck, like I can remember my parents teaching me to break it down and you know, how much, um, my tithe should be my kids both tithe right now, which is incredible. <laughs> like they both, I think Desi how might does, have how's Jaden tithe recurring with, giving uh, from his up? $0 paycheck. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, but Des, she's, she's on top of things, <laughs> but it blesses me. And it, it made me think like, okay, I have been tithing all my life. Are these things true? Everything that you have said in this series, am I blessed? Mm. Yes, I am. Mm. Did it keep bad things from happening to me? No. Mm-hmm. Is that what blessing means? Probably not. Mm. What does blessing mean? 
you know, that's, that's how I've been processing this series. Sure. Um, you had said in your notes, are these your notes? These are your notes. Um, God's presence. Blessing is God's presence leading to life, health, peace, and abundance. And I agree, but my mother was a faithful giver and still got cancer. Sure. So I just, I have to break things down in that way in my mind. But as soon as I, as soon as I even went there in my thoughts, well, my mom gave, but she got cancer. Then I thought of God's presence in her life Mm. while she had cancer. Then I thought of her favorite scripture verse in the world, to live is Christ, to die is gain. So you Mm -hmm. mean to tell me that while she was a faithful giver this side of heaven, she had the abiding presence of Christ. She had the hope of a kingdom to come. She had all of that Mm. to live for her was Christ. And then when she died, Mm. she just gained. Mm. So where is... Where is the bad in that? Hmm. She won and then she won some more. Right. And she was a faithful giver her entire hmm. life and raised me to be that. And I'm trying to raise my kids to be that. Yeah. Um, it, it took me to Philippians. Um, I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I've learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it's with a full stomach or empty with plenty or little. New King James. <laughs> <laughs> you were expecting that. Every time. Um, but that's the secret. That's blessing. The presence of Christ, his presence in our lives. He is faithful to us as we are faithful to him. Mm. You're right. Like we can't deny that this concept of blessing is woven all throughout scripture. But I think it behooves us to really think about what that word blessing means. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, too, because I only met your mom a handful of times. But what I remember is she told me she was praying for me. Whether she was or not, I don't know. But I remember her telling me she was. For sure she was. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, not only was she blessed, not only were you blessed, but now I was blessed because of her, because of her faithfulness, because of her generosity, even toward me, that that's what I remember about her. Mm -hmm. And I only met her a handful of times. And like, there's something to that too. It's like, God doesn't just bless you when you're generous. Mm. He gets to bless through you to other people Mm -hmm. through your generosity. And because of her generosity, I remember that, you know? And yeah. Yeah. Right. She lived a life that was overflowing. Yeah. Whether she was healthy or not healthy, she was still overflowing that blessing and that joy onto the people around her. It's really interesting because I was, like I said, I was leading worship at my sister's, little, I keep calling it a little mountain church. Cause it literally is. It's like one room. It's this little church. Mm. It's way Light up in the mountains. Hill. It's way up in the mountains. I literally had to walk up a, a hill to get there. Um, anyway, I, I led worship and my brother-in-law gave a message on Acts chapter two. No way. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And so that's how we started our day. When we drove home from North Carolina, we yeah. watched Grace's online service yeah. and it, Jed was just like, okay, whoa. Acts chapter two, <laughs> twice in one day. Yeah. Like we had to pause the music yeah. to like talk about why did God take us to Acts chapter yeah. two, mm. twice in one day. Like mm. we yeah. all just kind of had to sit there and think about mm. that. But one of the things that my brother-in-law had said right at the tail end of his message, um, I need not ask for more. I need to be faithful with what I have. Yeah, And it was so simple and so convicting to me. I need not ask for more. I just need to be faithful with what I have. And that's a long way of answering your question. It's time and it's money. Yes. I need not ask for more. I just need to be faithful with what I have. Right. What do I have? Mm. Yeah. And one, one other thought, I, I agree with you, Marin. And I, I was trying to get across, like, I think the concept of God blessing us takes many forms and it doesn't always take the same form. Like it, the way that God blessed your mother was not necessarily with health specifically, because it's not all those things all the time, but he was with her and gave, Mm -hmm. yeah. But I also think, again, to move beyond the individualistic to the communal, there are ways in which our community is blessed. And I believe it. If you look at things like our being faithful with what we have, right? We've, we started, I'll use one specific example. We started our care center to care for our neighbors and we invested part of our Mm -hmm. money as a church in caring for our neighbors through our care center, through the food pantry to see how God's hand of blessing has been on the partnerships and relationships that the care center has formed with like Kroger. We have favor with a massive 
yeah. corporation like Kroger, where they are giving us all kinds of fresh fruits and vegetables and donations. And they just came on as a sponsor of our mobile food pantry. Like it is wild. And, and that's not a church company, but it's like, we are being given this abundance, this mm-hmm. overflow yeah. mm-hmm. so that we can then turn around and give more away. And it's, it's cool that we can, we can help heal the world even more by being faithful with what we have. God blesses us. And it comes in that case, it did come in mm-hmm. and you could look at it as dollars and cents. Yeah. And yet what it really is translating into is changed lives. That's part of what I think of as God's blessing. And yeah. I like to use the phrase God's hand of blessing. Cause it's almost like it's a, rather than it being like a boom, here's some money. It's more yeah. like a, like a force field that like kind <laughs> of is like exerting constant pressure, a constant blessing pressure on our community yeah. where we are experiencing life and God's presence in new ways. And it, again, it's about being faithful with what we have. Mm-hmm. And that's when, that's what starts to happen. And I think that happens on individual lives too. And yeah, it's just, again, it gets so tricky and complicated because we've got so many preconceived notions about that. But rather than thinking of it as like a, a transaction, I think of it more as like a force field mm. anyway. So, because I think in force field terms yeah, a lot as a science as a science fiction. Yeah, every, uh, all of us who know you are just like, yeah, that makes total sense. <laughs> yeah. Of course, yeah, force God field. rule. Sure. Um, okay, so this morning, Lauren, we didn't get into an argument, but we got into like a like Lauren. We were frustrated this morning about the tree. No, it you was just a, you need the candle. It was I'm about you. No, it was about the- money. <laughs> we were frustrated about money because it's mm. always like we're always behind it, mm. like. We woke up and it was like, oh, we mismanaged money. And now all of a sudden our bank account's withdrawn because we had money in this account that should have been in this other account that won't transfer, whatever. So we're just frustrated. And it always feels like we don't have enough. Mm. Not always. Sometimes feels like we don't have enough. Um, <clears throat> but then I watch a sermon uh, and I think about the work that we're doing here. And I think about God's presence Mm. in our life, especially this year. And I'm like, we already have more than enough. We don't need more money. We we have more than enough, not money, but we, we have, I, I, Lauren's pregnant. Like we have more than enough. Sure. We have two healthy. Well, they're not, they're sick right now, but (laughs) we have two boys who are like the lights of our lives. Like Mm. we have more than enough. We have a, we have a church who cares for us. We have more than enough. We have, um, we have the presence of God in our lives and we feel like he's caring for us. That That's way more than enough. So speaking to what you're saying, Marin, like we don't need to ask for more. We don't need, when we get frustrated about money, like the answer, the answer isn't how do we get more money? It's just, how do we focus on, maybe we already have more than what, mm-hmm. more than enough. And how do we, uh, how do we consider that blessing? Yeah. How can I be faithful with what I have? I yeah. ask myself that a lot. Like, am I managing what I have mm-hmm. as well as I can. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know that I need help with that. So my husband and I this year got uh, a financial advisor to just help oh, us yeah. That's great. manage what we have um, in ways maybe that we wouldn't even think like crypto. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Most of their retirement is in, is in oh, Bitcoin, no. right? Oh. Yeah. I'm just laughing because I didn't know how to, um, what did I, what did I not know how to do? Get the automatic updates from the Grace Church app. Notifications. Yeah. Notifications. <laughs> I didn't know how to have the notifications sent to my phone. So Tyler sent me like a screen grab video, like Screencast. step, step yeah. by step. Yeah. Yeah. Of Here's how, what you do. So if I can't like enable notifications, can't crypto. you're not, I can't, I'm not, I'm not the one for crypto. That's not me. That's really funny. <laughs> well, what I, what I like about that, especially with this idea of, I want to be, you know, I want to manage what I have. Well, I want to, I want to, is that you're, you're starting from a place of value. Like what are my values? What do I desire to be rather than starting from here's the dollars that I have in front of me. What am I going to do with each? It's more like, who do I want to be? And I tried to get there in the message to say, like, I think that's really what's most important here is to ask, who do I want to be? What Mm -hmm. do I actually care about? Do I want to be generous? Do I want to give to my church? Do I want to like, what, what do I want? And then you start working out the how. Um, And I think doing that with a financial planner, you can say, we want to be giving Mm -hmm. money away. We want to be saving for retirement. We want to be, and then you can start working out how to do all that. I feel like that's lacking. A lot of us are just kind of flying by the seat of our pants, yeah. doing whatever we see in our bank account and just, you know, living that way. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but you have to be intentional. These board games aren't going to buy themselves. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah. I do think that's one thing the series did 
really well. It, and it's not what I always expect from a series about money. It It's talking about, it's teaching people why to be generous, mm-hmm. not necessarily how to be mm-hmm. generous, like you just said. And I think that's critical because I think we we have to work on like the condition of our souls and motivations of people instead of telling them practically how they should be more generous. I think we yeah. need to talk about why being generous is, is worth it, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else on Thanksgiving before we turn the corner to the next series? Uh, I, I mentioned a bit in this, in this last message about our year end giving campaign. So I suppose yeah, more than enough, more than enough. Tyler named it. So, uh, uh, (laughs) more than enough. So it's worth just, it bears repeating real quick for friends of the pod in case you didn't hear the message. We're just, this is like every year grace does kind of a year end giving campaign, just trying to, uh, you know, motivate our congregation to be generous, to get in the game. Um, because if we can end this year with a, you know, from giving Tuesday through, through the end of the year, if we can end strong, it sets us up with a huge burst of momentum for the following year. We can, we can move ahead into the year with confidence. We can do all the ministry we want to do. We can, it's, it's, it's really important for us internally, just even as the year goes by. And so, um, there is a, uh, you know, there, there's details on our website, gracechurch.us slash give, if you're interested in being a part of it. But, um, there's a group of people at grace, some very invested givers that have already committed somewhere in the range of $274,000. Did it go up? Did, did Jeff told us it went up anyway? It's I think a, that's what it went up to. Okay. So something like $274,000 already committed for our end of year campaign, yeah. which is fabulous. It's fantastic. And, um, so they are, they are all in and, yeah. uh, really are challenging the rest of the church. Hey, let's, let's all step up together. Yeah. Uh, because again, we're, we're not, we are pooling our resources for what God is doing in our community, through our community, for our community. And so um, if you're considering friend of the pod, if you're considering how you might want to be a part of that, um, this is a perfect time to, to invest in, in what God cares about here at grace. Yeah. That's all. That's good. Uh, One last Christmas announcement before we turn the corner. All right. We're doing a between Sundays live. Yeah. Between Sundays live. Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, Christmas Eve. We're doing a, we're doing another one. We did it at Easter. We're going to do it again. Christmas Eve, right on the stage. Does we're making it. We're getting the desk back out. We're, we're, I don't know what we're doing. I probably. <laughs> the desk could better see more, more life. That was a work of art. We're, we're making it to the main stage though. Last time we were out in the That's lobby, right. yeah. we're heading to the main stage. Pre, so, pre-service kind of yeah, pre-game. Yeah. yeah. When I was talking about Christmas Eve service times, show up about 30 minutes early to wherever you want to go whichever service you want to go That's to just best practices in general. Yeah. You gotta, <laughs> it gets crazy. Um, we'll be doing a show and I've got some pretty cool ideas. You guys are going to hate. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, all right. What do we do next? Where are we going? Where are we going? Oh, I know where we're going. Uh, we are starting a new series that's going to take us right through Christmas and it is called no other name. And if you've been around grace for a while, you know, we've done this twice before and it's kind of like a, I don't know, fan favorite series. Cause what it is, is it's, we're, we're exploring different names of Jesus, like Jesus, uh, Emmanuel, the son of God, King of Kings, things yeah. like that. And we're looking at all these different, different names of Jesus that, um, give us different insights into who he is, his yeah. character, his, his identity. And, uh, the way we're doing it is every week we're having different teachers give mini messages. So yeah. this week it'll be me, Marin and Amy giving 10 minute oh. messages. And, uh, I, I just, I love it. It's fun. And it's, and the What's best part is for this, do we have to bring everybody in? We could, That'd we could fun. party. The fun part is the <laughs> three mini pods <laughs> settle down. The fun part is that if you get bored during any of these messages, you know, it's only going to be a few more minutes Yeah, there you <laughs> go. and then you're going to get someone over. else. So it's almost over. Yeah. It's great. Well, that's cool. But why do we call it no other name? Cause like there literally is a I know, ton that's of other the, names. That's the kind of funny, ironic thing. There's a passage in, in acts where Peter says that there is no other name under heaven by which you may be saved. And that's where we quoted it from but you're right. It's like, there's no other name except <laughs> Emmanuel, <laughs> which, all right, peek behind the curtain, friend of the pod. We, you, you, uh, you may be sitting at, in your car or home wondering, you know, what do these church people do during the week? <laughs> like, what are they doing? I can tell you, we had a 15 minute conversation about whether we use the letter I or the letter <laughs> E when we spell Emmanuel. I could have answered that in two seconds. We <laughs> go with what the NLT does, which is I. It's I. Marin was not about the I. I was feeling the E, 
but we'll You're go with the I. Emmanuel. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's what we do during the week. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll be back next week. Maybe Amy will be here because you guys are all preaching. Yeah. Yeah. So why not be there? So, but for now, Marin, will you please send us out? I will. Do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. We'll see you on the other side of Sunday.